VIP Access with Aniko. Welcome to VIP Access. This is episode six of my podcast. I'm very happy to be talking to an artist who I love. I know every one of my introduction is always saying that I love this artist, but honestly, this is one of Kenya's brightest stars when it comes to pop music and R&B. I'm going to add dancehall to the mix because, you know, there's a way when he sings and the way he styles brings out the music. There's always like a dancehall or a bounce kind of element. It's such an honor for me to finally sit down with this brilliant artist, creative, set to take the airwaves and the industry in the coming years. Brian Nadra, karibu sana. The honor is all mine, Nico. Habari yako? Mzuri. Asha mini po salama tu kabisa. Oh, it's so nice to see you. Those were many compliments. I haven't heard that many compliments in a while. Unajua mina ishi ushago, sasa ningumu. First of all. Irani yangu hata ajui na imba. First of all, Twanzie, this quiz you shall go because Brian Nadra is signed to Decimal Records. That's how I actually got to know about you when your first singles came out, Leo and yes. Matwana. Yes. And, and I was like, who's this talented young boy? Then Musioka was telling me, yeah, Nikona artist wangu nini nini. So I think we've been really cool since then. Yes. yes. That was 2016 or 17? 2016, Musho Musho, but mostly 2017 yeah. as well. Yeah. So we met, you know, we did some media tours here yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. It was a really For the decimal launch event. There was launch, the decimal launch the event when we were launching yes. the label. Yes. Uh, together with the Musioka na, Nabona and the, Nabona rest, of the, and the rest of the crew. Yeah. So I think from there onwards, we were just waiting for the album. And I was just like, I can't wait to hear how another album is going to sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the album came out in 2021. Yes, yes. And last year, there was an album by the Decimators. Yes. And in between your album and the Decimators, you also moved to, to Shag. Yes, to Shago. It's a nice experience. You know, like um, I'd been in Nairobi for a while, Tango 2016, because I've grown up in Nyeri, a small town kind of feels. So I've always been a country boy. I took time off from home to the city. That's how I look at it. But um, eventually I had to go back because there's a lot of peace and tranquility and my creative juices kept on flowing all the time. And plus, I think I'm more instrumental than just a, a musician. I have other ideals of life that I want to practice, you know like um, conservation and all that stuff. So I can only be practical with all my other ideas that help my music take different turns and inspires my music. So they all feed each other. Uh, That's why it works out so well. Hey, hey, you're such a great speaker. Uh, (laughs) Santi. Hey, there's a song we were talking about right now. That means there's um pretty ladies around us, but there's no boys. That's what it says. <laughs> But you're saying it so romantically. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of language and music, as you said, about how I tend to render myself creatively on songs, the bouncing effect, the feeling. Um, I think I described it before in a, an interview. It's, it's my innate creative stamp, I would say, because it comes from a lot of styles that I grew up listening to. 
a lot of Lingala music. I think I've mentioned that a lot of country music and um, of course vernacular music as well because Kikuyu pop, you know, was really instrumental in, in our Kenyan music background and history. So all that just is a huge melting pot. And to add on to that, um, I went to high school at Stereo Boys, so music was really huge there. I learned a lot immensely. Actually, most of the part of the band that we play with today are my classmates from high school. So really, yeah, we still work together. Yeah, the whole lot. Hendrik, I see him working with Saudi Soul now, yeah. and it's amazing seeing all the growth and Badutunendelea. Okay. Trying to showcase. I'm going to talk about your big break that is getting noticed by such a legendary producer like Musioka. Yes. You know, and Musioka deciding to sign you to his label. Mm. I think that is where a lot of us discovered you and we continue to discover you and your sounds. Mm -hmm. He's producing you and together with the decimators. Tell me about that moment. Like, where did you meet Musioka? Mm. Did you know already of him before you met him? Interestingly, not. Nilianza could record in, in year, you know. It was, I'm fresh off high school, so I'm trying to figure out. Now, all these years, I've been like, I want to leave school and become the next black Justin Bieber or something. Because <laughs> I, I, I had very many Western influences. But um, that's how I learned, because I taught myself how to sing. So it was mainly from mimicking Chris Brown, Bruno Mars, yeah. plus all the other influences. I talked Shabba about Kenya, Brenda Farsi, Shaba. I came to learn about Shaba from Siox. I wasn't actually singing reggae until I met Msioks, which is very interesting, you know, like, Whoa. pushes me out of my comfort zone. So it, it's not something that I Because I actually say Chaba ranks because of your style. Know, like, it's yeah. so... It's it's something we laugh about every time we have conversations about music, because yeah, <laughs> So sometimes he mentions people and it's like crickets. Uh, who's that? And he's like, you don't know. It's so funny because I'm with the WhatsApp of the people of the other generation. <laughs> don't even yeah. some, some Yankees don't know Shabaran, so didn't know Shabaran. I, I bet you try someone who's like um, 15 years old. <laughs> Ask them about Shabarang, so they're like, who do you mean? I mean Shabba 69, Takashi. Wow, but that's a really nice collaboration then you have with Musioka so, to be able to get out some of those elements and sound from yes. you that you maybe you previously didn't already see yourself singing like that. Oh, but I think um, that's the beauty of being a creative who is open to working with other creators because yes. you feed off from each other's energy. Musioka also produces very different music because we're with him and we inspire him in different ways. Yeah. You know, he keeps on evolving. He's been at it. Yes. So I, I The music he's producing now is yes. not sounding like the music he was producing, yeah, you know, what, evolving. five, ten years Exactly. Ago. We're evolving together. And I think um, he, we're still very passionate about it. At the end of the day, it's about the passion as well. Because mm. he'd easily be like, oh, I make enough money to feed myself off this music, doing other stuff other than giving new yes, music yes, to the world yes correct so it's um it's also uh, an inspiration and passion that goes be in behind that that's why we've been at it for so long you know yeah and so how did you how we met yes it and you know get to the signing record most of the guys who are recording with me are our Okorino brothers so Really? Yeah, it, you know, a normal studio in Yeri, you wouldn't find Musioka's studio in Yeri. So I just want to get started out. I'm just like, Mtanzapa. So let me go to a studio in Naske, Kopala, Nyeri town. Uh, see, at least get the feel of being in a booth and 
hearing how I sound on a track because I'd never been in a studio before. So recorded a few. The thing is, I'd always been writing songs since I was nine. You know, just scribbling. I told you I started as a rapper. Bucks Bricks was my name as a rapper then. It's a nine. What was your name? Bucks Bricks, because it's Buxton is my, that's what they call me in Ushago. It was just like, <laughs> yes, bricks, because I'm laying them up, stacking them up, you know. <laughs> so um, I think music is an, um, I get it from also my family, because my mom's side is pretty much, my grandfather had a lyric book even when he was in his 50s, 60s. You know, he finds a new song that he likes, so he'll want to write the words down and keep it in his little book. So I think it was in- intrinsic as well. So, msioka alini juo katini makuja Nairobi, now for campus. Because now it was like, okay, my break is over. I need to go to school now. So I joined campus at uh, Nairobi University. Then that's when I found a studio that I could work around. You know, just continue the same thing. Yes. Learn how to work myself in a studio from a raw to a finished product, you know. Found a guy called Rob who'd marketed his studio so amazingly. I thought Timberland has like a branch somewhere in Moja. <laughs> in Umoja. Eh? I make uh, nice pictures of how the studio looks and I was just like, this is in Umoja. I'm definitely going to check it out. But uh, I go there and it was uh, the same humble beginning I'd been working with in Yeri. Yes. But the difference was I feel like he was paying more attention to what I'm doing. Because there it was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm bringing new music that's exactly. not really the main uh, staple yeah. that the producer is working with. So he doesn't really pay that much yeah, attention. Yeah, yeah. So you don't really get to even see what those projects become. Okay. You just be like, oh, I'll learn, I'll, I'll learn, or I'll find someone else to get do it. So I come to Nairobi, find Robert, who's setting up a studio business. And I tell him, you want to hear It's just like, oh, I like your voice. Uh-huh. So this is a new studio, and I think you're talented and you're a good person that I could work with you. Come over, just use my space as your practice, and whatever comes out of it is what we use to to brand this the studio or just oh, like you know get new customers coming like oh nataka rnb stuff like that yes. you get mm, so i'd already been diverse even by that time i was writing rnb not really writing swahili so that is something i was what? learning yes in the background mm. so by the time i met msiox i had a finished swahili song so i'd always been big and wanting to use to maximize the the gifts that I would say language is you know a big part of how I look at music in terms of how much you can do with it. There's melodies you can create with vernacular languages that don't really sound the same with other language or whatever. So as an artist, you know you just use those tools. So um, recorded a few demos. Jameson Robert, my friend, was fixing his Mac computer in Westlands Apatu. And then they had the same repair guy with Msioka. So what happens is the repair guy tells Jameson, oh, you actually have a client who is really big in the field that you want to get into. Shared his contact. And so I don't know what happened, but all I know is Robert, I had an exchange with Msioka. It was sending some of the stuff we'd been working on at the studio. 
and Msioko was immediately like, I need to meet this guy. So that's oh how we God. met. What a beautiful serendipity story. Yes, that's how I met Msioka. I remember I auditioned for him in a parking lot oh in Ridgeways. You were like, all looking for him. No, no, I had an Oh, funny thing. Huh? I, I told him two years later, I told him. Funny thing is, before I even knew who you are, I'd sent an email to Decimal Records asking them, oh, because it looked really well set up, you know, the website and everything is like, I'd like to know because of my disappointment. Now I wanted to work with more yes. professional people. So he was one of the people I emailed and, we let, and was just inquiring about what it takes to record at his studio, how much I would need and stuff like that. But you know, he gets so many emails all the time, of course, probably of course, didn't of even course. see it. So, but um, I think it's the fruits of wanting to really get something and chase it and that brought our paths together. Gee, that's a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. And so now from 2016, that's about 2016 midway, that's when we started working with Nsiok's, had a few sessions, you know, just to get the vibe of the place and him to get to know me. It wasn't much about, now we're going to start working. He just wanted to learn who I was creatively and I the same, you know. I hadn't been in that professional setup before. So I also needed time to look around and learn a few things. And I mean, it just took off from there, you know. He kept and on then when, when he now produced, you know, the first music that came out. Leo yeah. is the first music. When you had it. Yes. Oh my goodness, immediately I knew my my troubles were solved, you know, because before I met Msiox, I had a thing. I'm, I'm very critical with how I want things to sound, right? So my biggest problem with why I never had any music out, but had recorded over 30 songs before I met Msiox, is just because they didn't cut it for me quality-wise, you know? So it's just like, nah. Let them... when, when is your birthday? I'm a July person, seven. So six, you're, 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 what's the sign? I'm a cancer. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't know cancers are like that. That's like a Virgo behavior. Uh, no, it's also cancer strong, you know. Oh, okay, I don't know. But I think it's very cancerish as well. To, okay. To have that inner perception of what yeah. works. So um, what happened is when we recorded Leo, I was... I'm so glad that now I can only focus about writing good music and not r trying to figure out if I'm going to mix this part for myself. Because oh, yeah. I'd started learning how to produce. I was in production. Start because you're like, I've recorded so many mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. and nothing is coming yes. out. So I got to learn how to do it the way I want it to sound. Exactly. And when, when it happened, when we had the song Leo, it just sounded exactly how I wanted it to sound. And I was just like, you know what, this is a sign. I mean... Now it's go time. You're like, I think the best. we are a match made in heaven. We can work yes. together. Yes, this can work. Yep. I didn't have to say much. It was just like, hey, get in the booth, sit there, do your thing. <laughs> he knows what to do. And just like, and help me throughout the, along the way. Um, Honestly, I think that's why we're still making music that, mm -hmm. and we still get inspired up to date because right. it's very genuine how we met. It's, it's music brought us together. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. So, Part of the decimator's head honchos is um, Bonai. Yes. Bonai um, of P-Unit. Mm -hmm. And having met P-Unit, you know, interacted with each one of them, 
I find Bonai to be kind of the most grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, and also he has a business mind. Yes. Um, and he can take on that very serious role where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. a executive and I'm not that artist. Yes. yes. So uh, what's been the experience working at Decimal also with Bonai? Because um, I think him and Seahawks, they have a good um, balance. Yes, they do have a good balance. Um, both of them, I say, I would say, have a burning passion also. You know, I feel like I'm creating with people who are more passionate than the young crop that's coming up. That's when you know, like, it's not your ordinary, I just want to make money off of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. it's deeper than that. And they started the journey a while back together. Yeah. So I think it was also a commitment to both of them. You know what? Let's just see it to the end. And so, funny enough, around the same time I was starting to deal with Msioka, Konkodi was selling shisha somewhere. That's the story yes. I had. Yes. And, yeah. And met Bonai. And it was just like, yo, yo Bonai, ni, ni, ni. Tami roga. Kam rogena, kam roga. Nani mbaya. Even though, eh, mbaya fia sana. So, I... Now, kisema kim rogea pia. A komambia rogea kam roga. A komambia the decimator song. Uh-huh. A little cocktail. Nikam cocktail. Kumbia cocktail. Yes, you got it. Eh, ukondaka sambaya. Alafu? Stamina ya boys nina pesa ya mbaba. Stamina ya boys nina pesa ya mbaba. That's Concordi for you. Yes. Nibani aliandika kilaim. That's kina Concordi vibes and Tosh. And Tosh, the, the guy who's also on the song, our friend. Vent the street so nice. And it's like the street lingo, the street yes. vibe. Yes. Um. I love it. It's just from that energy that we've had and then over time. All the creatives that we've met, we've introduced them to words. Exactly, we've introduced them to new words and stuff that they continue to use and stuff. And we, all of a sudden, everyone's using it. And we're like, oh, cool to see that how that's how you change culture, you know? Because um, I I heard in one of the interviews with Aaron Rimbui with you, he called you a culture builder, and that's you know I'm always uh, DMing you, telling you, you know, you go. You show it, showcasing. Thank you so much for your very kind words and coming from such an artist who I respect a hundred percent and two hundred percent. It means everything because you're such an artist. There are so many people who get into the industry because they want to be famous or because they want to get girls and they would never even leave the city to go outside. They'd be like, oh no, I cannot be away from the clubs or something. So I also have a lot of respect for you to decide like. I'm going to be an artist, but I'm going to live in my own tranquility and peace and also do what I want to do with the farming and all that. I think, um, it's, it's not even uh, a privilege. It's, it's a necessity for an artist to be able to know how to channel their creative energy. When you have that block, sometimes it's not just because you're out of ideas, change your environment a little and you'll be inspired by new things. And yeah. so it's part of who I am also. Because there's people that I'd tell to visit me, hey, I'm not going to go. I said, hey, Shida Brian, but I'm not going to go. 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 
I think the water is not brown. No, it's not brown. It's fresh river water. <laughs> okay, bye. Yes, it's fresh river water. <laughs> Before we wrap up, I want to talk to you about your album, uh, Adrenaline. Yes. And who came up with the title of the album? It just came into my head. And I was just like, I texted him socks it, I, as a one word. Yeah. And he immediately knew, oh, that's, oh yes, that's it. And we, it wasn't even a huge conversation. We had no trouble. Before, I, I think that's the beauty of the album experience or when you're, I see other artists quote it, album mode, you know. There's that feeling of when you creative juices, everything you've been collecting through months mm. or whatever is now, it's time to pour it out, right? So those ideas just come along. Sometimes, I told you, we had one song in September. We had eight songs in December. Because once you just get the first one, it's like the music keeps on coming. Nice. And the setup, I think um, we have at studio because we, we don't just, we're also friends. Yeah. We're also, you know, it's it's not just musicianship that's about us. So it's easier to create when you have that kind of chemistry because mm -hmm. um, there's less pressure and more try to build each other. That's why most of our songs, it's hard to even know who started that song because I gave the next line and the song was just done. Yeah. You know, there's so much contribution from everyone. It's it's team effort. And I, don't, I, I think that's how the industry, that's the future of it. If we're not going to learn how to work with our fellow creatives, then there's no way we can compete. True that. Or have a voice. Mm. Yeah. So I feel like since 2017, you know, since the time I met you, since the signing, there's been a lot of work that you all, you all have been putting and you have been personally putting into your brand, your career, your music. And now we can finally see what's been happening. Like when the album dropped, when we had it, you know, and like, okay, I understand. Mm -hmm. Like, I see, you know, that vision. No, and Musioka was like, this guy, you know, like when I had the album, I was like, what a broad sounding and spectrum and, and, and yeah. you know what a full rounded album that's why i guess i didn't have a name for it this it had to be a new name that yeah. doesn't exist and so that's why i locked on adrenaline because right. it's that effect it's you're all over we're from chocolate yeah, on adrenaline yes so <laughs> a little of every of the best yeah so so that album and then the decimators album Cocktails. Cocktails on the house. How do you feel about these recent um, drops? Like, if you look back at when you started with the Decimal Crew in mm -hmm. 2016, 2017, mm -hmm. till now, mm -hmm. are you happy with the progress? Does it look optimistic, the future? Um, how do you just feel like an artist at this point in time? You know, I'll give an analogy of a canvas, right? Mm -hmm. you'd, you'd put a million artists in front of a canvas yes and all of them would paint something different yeah so that's the same value that i think i place on my art and the art that i bring out through collaboration with other people is it shouldn't sound like anyone else it should be my creativity so if you look at the trajectory of before and now it, what changed is i became more of myself in the music because before it was like oh he's just as good as he can hit those notes like yeah. bruno yeah. on motwana no it's hard for me to compare it to anyone other yes. than yourself yes and i think that's the same as with a group you know because 
as unique artists, it means your work will be unique. If you put the work in, it means you're going to be successful or get the dividends of the work. So all we did was just continue to work and not look at what's happening around, just to use the the resources around us. Because mm-hmm. I think we're in a country that is, the potential is so magnanimous for what we can be in terms of culture, music, sports, and everything. But it's not complaining time, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. It's time to prove that you really love the art and get through that tough time by just the art. Mm-hmm. I feel like all the greatest music that's ever been out has very personal reasons behind it and I think that's something with art it has to be very personal how you bring it out so that's what's changed as well because in the beginning it's just like um I'll sing but now I feel like I own the song that's amazing that's a really great thing so so in other words you feel you've come more into your own Mm, space yes in space you're more confident you're more happy with the product yes amazing amazing because if you talk about decimator music I challenge anyone to go out there and look for anyone to be like, it's the same thing. Yeah, so it's not. Even this new album sounds completely different. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the new album called Cocktail in the House was a long time coming because before starting on Adrenaline, to Cocktails in the House. But then we put it on hold so that we can finish my album and then have more time and ample time to now have to go for our excursions and record like we always do. So it's an amazing product. Everyone's grown on it. It's different. It's us challenging ourselves. I'm rapping in the record. Backs bricks and a chungulia kidogo. So it's like, I think that's Nadra rapping. Yes. I thought so. Mm. I was right. And I think it's going to be more even of that, you know, just expressing yourself freely. Nice, you know, one nice. guess she was sitting. Wangeshi well, was just sitting. More right. Yeah, it's coming. I'm ready. I think I never saw that coming and didn't think that of you. Yes. But now that we've had this conversation and mm-hmm. you seem so confident to express yourself in different ways. Yes. Why not? Why not? I why mean, not? It's art. Yes. You know? So fantastic. Yes. So as we wrap up, five tips to becoming a good songwriter. First, is study what you love, not listen. Study what you love and then you'll learn what goes into bringing out those emotions and everything that you feel about that song mm-hmm. it's not about reinventing the wheel mm-hmm. just study what you love and then in there you will find a pattern of what the writers are doing words they're using stuff like that that's one right mm-hmm. study what you consume okay. don't just listen through it second i'd say find yourself in a creative circle don't isolate yourself. Mm-hmm. Even if you do, always make sure you can always go back to a circle. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you need to tap into more inspiration or help others with their work, that is very refreshing mm-hmm. for a writer. Not always working on your stuff, even helping others yes. work on their stuff. You learn a lot on the way. Number three, I'd say the worst mistake you could ever do is try to not give yourself time. Don't be, I want this song out next month. You know, be very patient with yourself because trust me, some really great ideas come when you've hammered one idea so many times. I mean, I rewrite songs so many times. And when I learn how to do that, accept that 
art can change form at whatever time is when you start to become freely expressive. You're like, nothing is cast in stone when it comes to putting a brush on a canvas, you know? So that's three. Number four, find something else to do other than write music. Something that you love as much or at least at par with writing music. Write something else, not just music. Write poems. Use your head to come up with words because the words, <laughs> yes, just do that. Freestyle, you know, never stop doing that. Freestyle always, you know, create spontaneously. And so I'd say number five is enjoy your product. Never shelf it. I could learn something from Leo if I went back again right now and listened to it. Yeah. So never throw away your lyric books or whatever. Every information you put down is a resource. So your trajectory, always go back to day one and see how far you come. And trust me, there's good ideas that you thought were not worth it. But now you have the prowess after developing yourself to be able to breathe life into it. So nothing is wasted if it's an idea. Record them. Uh, I saw an interview once because we're big on interviews sometimes even when we just want to just chill and be like, Ada, let's just put a documentary and just watch it in studio about other people who are in the same journey as we are in or different. It was Pharrell saying it could be the difference between your success and your failure is just picking up your phone. Right now we're, we're very privileged. We have smartphones. You can record ideas on a daily, every hour. So maximizing on that will make you more efficient. But what is laziness? Laziness is not recording those ideas. Simply as an artist is not taking initiative to make sure you can set the first building blocks and carry it on from there. Because I hear people saying, oh, Nataka Kwenda's studio nini, Nadra, tell me what to do about this. I'm like, um, first of all, I don't really take you that seriously because don't tell me you've been writing music. It's one year later and you've never entered the door of a studio. It doesn't have to be that you're paying. It could be like, I want to see what goes on in here. Yeah. If that's where I'm going to make magic from, you know? Yeah. The journey starts with you taking that foot and being in those spaces that things are happening. Otherwise, it's hard to help people who are not as inspired to help themselves, you know? So that's what we're doing wrong as art, as artists. I'd say that because I see it with people who want to work with the people I work with. Mm. And the biggest problem is the initiative is not convincing enough from their part. Because if it's really something you love with all your might, people find themselves going to watch football. You know, and you think you want to express yourself with music and never been in a studio. You need to know this you're going to put in a lot of your effort as well. And this times it's going to take from you. This times it's going to give you life. I love it. I love it. I love everything you're saying because um, for such a talented artist, you know, you got the voice, you got the sound, you got the writing and all that. Like when somebody listens to your album, they might think like you just get into the studio and get out. Mm -hmm. But yes, you do get in and get out. Mm -hmm. But in between the time you get in and yes. get out, there's a lot of going back, you know, rewriting, mm -hmm. fixing. And that's why I love this show. And that's why I love speaking to, you know, artists to explain the process mm -hmm. 
the process is a journey mm-hmm. and you got to trust it mm-hmm. and you got to give it the opportunity to grow 100%. and you have to grow with it and you have to learn from it. Yes. You have to learn from your mistakes or from the other track that you recorded and come back and listen. I love that, that sometimes you also take time to just sit and watch other documentaries and learn from that. Yes. I really love that. I hope somebody's listening, um, yeah. some artists are watching. And this is inspiring them to get more into their creative zone mm-hmm. and to know that it's not every day that something just happens, mm-hmm. but sometimes it takes a good amount of time to create yeah. magic. Yes, it does. <laughs> Give it time and the magic will come nice. for sure. Nice. Asante Sana. That's where we're wrapping off VIP Access this week with the amazing Brian Nadra. I'm wishing you the best Thanks in your so career, um, at your farm. So, and yes. uh, we're going to come Yo, see you. You're going to come to me. You're going to come to me. You're going to come to me. You're going to We've been told to do yeah. those. It won't be a fun something before 21 years. I think you maybe. Sometimes I feel overprivileged as an artist in this sense. Like I've been in a zone where I'm allowed to create, freely express myself and the people give me a listening ear, you know, because it's not automatic that whatever idea you conceptualize. For me, it's automatic if it's you. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, you could put it like that, but uh, let me let you know that a lot of work goes into it, like thinking, what would I do? Or am I, is this just a song for me? And now, so that's why I keep on doing what I'm doing because it's like a drug. I also took a pill of adrenaline the first time I saw the reaction. I mean, Leo was my first song, yeah. right? And it was, as I said, at par with the production I wanted and everything. And it got to BBC charts. So yeah, remember? No, on Destination Africa. Yes, uh, with DJ Edu. Yeah, and so that was just like, oh, from here, if I put work in it and people love it, then, I mean, there's no going back. So that's why I do it, because I feed off the energy. Everyone gives a lot of support. So you're saying thank you. I'm saying thank you. He wrote a song. He wrote a poem to you guys just to say thank you. Yes. I love appreciate it. you and I love you a lot. And you know what? Nadredalin, who knows what's coming next? And I'll always be inspired if you keep on listening. Nice. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you guys for listening. Um, this is the amazing brand Nadra. Next week, Takua Mofaya. Ivo Ivoto. Ivo Ivokaende. Facebook. VIP access with Aniko.